Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, guys. This is the podcast called We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of the duo We Eat Stuff. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview this week is with Nate Litz and Caitlin Stadohar from Sriracha Granada. Nate and Caitlin first introduced themselves to us when they were trying to promote the hot sauce Sriracha Granada earlier this year. In the months since, as you will hear about, Nate's product has literally been blowing up all over the U.S. and in St. Louis. Aside from green hot sauces, we talk about We Eat Stuff and Sriracha Granada being our quote-unquote fun side projects and how that's been affecting our lives. Caitlin and Nate also tell us about their cooking and eating adventures and Nate also tells us about some of his uh, questionable food choices. I love gefilte fish. Oh, yeah. Thank you for listening and here's our conversation with Nate Litz and Caitlin Stadahar. Hi, you guys. Hi. 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 What's up? Not much. How are you? We're good. Excellent. We're, uh, excited to uh, try this concoction that we made. <laughs> I know. I was going to say, I'm focused on pouring right now, but... Uh, Have you ever made this before? We taste tested it last night in our kitchen, <laughs> so no. I did a little uh, internet research <laughs> on uh, michelada mixes. And, and, we, and uh, we, we both like micheladas, like we've had them in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I texted a bartender buddy of mine who... Uh, who makes Michelada mix. It's one of those like in-house mixes. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing a green one. I got tomatillos and lime juice. What else do I need? Mm-hmm. So he gave us a little, some, some hints, uh-huh. some, uh, some like grilled onion and mm-hmm. like, a little bit of celery. Yeah. yeah. So we did, uh, yeah, so tell us, please tell so, everybody. Yeah. So we what have a little uh, green Micheladas. So we have our Michelada mix, which we did with tomatillos, a tiny bit of grilled onion and a little bit of Sriracha Granada for a little mm-hmm. heat. Cool. And then we've got them in a uh, chili lime rimmed glass and topping them off with some Cerveza Pacifico. Beautiful. Yeah. So hopefully oh, they taste good. Uh oh, Nate's about to spill his all over the table. Oh, no. <laughs> it's good for today. Oh, yeah. exactly. right. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Good to see you. Perfect Absolutely. coming over. Summer drink. <laughs> yeah. pretty good. If you're a Bloody Mary fan at all, you'll probably like them. If you're not a Bloody Mary fan, <laughs> maybe you'll learn to be. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like the fizziness of it. Yeah. Maybe we'll convert you. <laughs> yeah, we had the, um, the orange uh, tomato uh, uh, Bloody Mary, the darker. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nice. It's actually really good. Is it like pretty orange? It's very orange, yes. That's it's awesome. very, very orange. cool. It was really mild too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was nice. Very cool. Alright, so as we're sipping these beautiful <laughs> green drinks, uh, tell us who are you guys? So, I'm Nathan Litz. I am, uh, 
I guess for purposes of today, I am the owner of Sunrise Foods and the creator of Sriracha Granada. And I'm Caitlin Statehar. I am Nate's girlfriend and the unpaid laborer, sole employee, um, assistant, everything at Sriracha Granada. Yep. Marketing director, Marketing social media director, coordinator. Delivery driver, general counsel, all mm. of the above. So. Nice. And why well, I asked you guys over here because we met you, I guess it was like six months ago? I don't know, earlier this year because... Uh, we had not heard of your product. It was new-ish. Absolutely. And I guess you were reaching out to a lot of people, but since then, um, things have kind of blown up, right? Mm, yep. Okay, so tell us what's happened in 2017 for you guys. Okay, so in so I will reverse just just a few months. So Go ahead. Se- <laughs> September yeah. 2016, um, mm. just a few months before the end of the year, was our first, first major production. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what that means is, so fast forward, or I'm sorry, reverse, another two years. So over the, mm-hmm. the previous two years um, was time spent with me and my now private label manufacturer sort of working to sample the sauce back and forth and kind of take it, convert it from literally made in my kitchen for years mm-hmm. um, to made at a larger scale and with, um, I guess, ingredients that are easily sourced for, for larger scale mm-hmm. production. Um, so again, so September 2016 was our first full scale production. We did 500 gallons. Um, and I had had conversations with some restaurant owners I know and and chefs and things like that. Um, so every so not, so people were aware of the product, mm-hmm. um, but for all intents and purposes, I had zero customers. No one had actually mm-hmm. they had sampled the sauce, mm-hmm. the, like uh, the samples I had received from my manufacturer. I'd pass on to everyone and say, "Hey, this is what's coming down the pipe." Uh, but I really didn't have any customers, and no one had seen a bottle, like a real, fully packaged retail bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward to, I guess, today, so nine months or so later, um, we are in over 40 restaurants around St. Louis. Um, we are in all the Shop and Save locations, so it's about 40 locations mm-hmm. around the whole area. Cool. Um, we are in Lucky's Markets and about another dozen, dozen and a half um, specialty shops. Um, about a, about two months ago, we were uh, picked up by U.S. Foods as well for mm-hmm. for national distribution of restaurants, and we're in talks with a couple other uh, distributors as well. That's amazing. It's yeah. super fun, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the one of our newest uh, I guess distributors for the the Missouri region is uh, Todd Geiser and oh. Geiser Farms, who yeah. who makes the incredible uh, pork, and they uh, they also distribute like specialty foods to mm-hmm. I think close to like a hundred unique accounts and. And they have been absolutely awesome to deal with. They're such nice people, and they have really been helping us distribute the product around the area. They've done some great, great business for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's been fun it's and crazy fun. last few months, definitely. Yeah. And, for, and for someone who's never had it before, how would you describe us your product? So um, I always ask people like when we whenever we meet people at farmers markets, which I should mention too. We uh, we do the Tower Grove Market once a month, and then we do the Goshen Market in Edwardsville once a month. Mm-hmm. And everyone always asks, and most people, I'll, I'll be honest, are aware of sriracha. It's kind of like a style of sauce. And I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah it's now, everywhere. You know. and, and everyone's, you know, used to the uh, the rooster sauce, right? So mm-hmm. I always ask people, have you ever had sriracha before? Mm-hmm. Th- those that answer yes, I say ours is going to be really familiar. Um, those that answer no, I say it's a Thai-style hot sauce. Um, heat level-wise, it'll be kind of similar to Tabasco, um, although it doesn't taste like Tabasco, but in terms of how hot it is. Mm. Um, but it's a lot more than just heat. It's going to have a little bit of sweetness to it, a little bit of garlic to it, 
Um, and obviously that kind of that heat and vinegar as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's a hot sauce with with, with flavors we like to say. Mm-hmm. Cool. So this is un- you said under the umbrella your company Sunrise Foods. Yep. And tell us about that. So Sunrise Foods um, at the moment has one product. That <laughs> <laughs> you can guess what it is. <laughs> and that would be uh, that would be sriracha granada. Um, but, uh, sort of behind closed doors, we are working on, um, some other offerings that, mm-hmm. to be really honest, it, it'll be at least probably a year or so mm-hmm. before they they hit market. Um, but the general philosophy behind Sunrise Foods is we want to bring to market, um, healthier versions of popular sauces and condiments, mm-hmm. barbecue sauces, ketchups, sriracha, obviously, mm-hmm. but from a healthier perspective, lower sodium where possible, lower mm-hmm. sugar. Um, preservative free that's that's one of the big things mm. about sriracha granada is um, we use no chemical preservatives so no sodium benzoate no potassium sorbate no high fructose corn syrup so the sugar that we do use um, is real raw cane sugar um, and sugar is one of the traditional five ingredients in any sriracha but with so we wanted to use it and not stray from it but with that being said we uh, were conscious of how much we use for you know obvious health reasons and, yeah. and stuff like that yeah so you guys, is that your idea because, like, do you just try to go for clean foods or does someone you know have illnesses or That's a great question. or something? Um, actually, I don't think really anyone in our close Not lives Not specifically, have... no. I think it's just a matter of we love to eat out and eat junk food and eat, <laughs> you know, fun, fatty, bad-for-you stuff. So yeah. when we're cooking at home, we try to keep it as clean and healthy as possible mm-hmm. to kind of... You know, do a little 80-20 rule. If we can keep it good 80% of the time, <laughs> then we can, like, go to High Point and get, like, a burger between totally. two fried chicken patties or something yeah. like that <laughs> 20% of the time. And we, totally. and we want to make it easy for people, too. So what I like to tell people is we're not, for lack of a better term, we're not, like, super crunchy, right? We're not going to drive 80 yeah. miles out of the way mm-hmm. to get, you know, a particular ingredient. Yeah. But... Uh, we are very conscious of you know where our meats and produce come from, things mm. like that. We we obviously try to stay local as much as we can. Mm. And when it comes to sauces, if there's two sauces on a shelf and they're similar in price and taste and flavor and all that, if one doesn't have chemicals and one does, I'm gonna reach for the more natural one mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the the opportunity that we want to present to at the moment our local St. Louis community and, and hopefully a larger community at, at some point. But just just an easy choice and having you know, the healthier stuff not be boring or bland or, or anything like that. or And having it be accessible, too. Having yeah. it, like you said, right there on the shelf next to, yeah. you know, the one that you're used to. Have it not be priced ten times the price of one that does have preservatives yeah. in it. Just to make it easy for people to make a little bit healthier choice. Totally. Mm. So that's great that you're at, you know, Shop and Save and Lucky's. You know, yeah. kind of the bigger name, not just yeah. the small little Right, right. We don't want people right. to have to pay $30 for a bottle of our totally. sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Is there a reason why you chose to develop uh, sriracha sauce first? Um, I, I've always, this is really funny, so I, uh, there's been a few articles that recently were written about us, and um, one of them interviewed my parents, and my mom made a comment, which is absolutely true, that I have always, so I've always been into food and cooking, and I've been cooking as a kid, but mm-hmm. sauces in particular was like always my thing. Um, <laughs> I was always mixing up like different barbecue the sauces. The mad scientist yeah. in there. I think that's I think that's kind of what it is. Like I would make like barbecue sauces and hot sauces kind of like from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I think as my my palate kind of changes, I got older. I started getting more into hot sauces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always really enjoyed sriracha as a style of sauce, just because it has flavor. It's not mm-hmm. just heat. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously there's plenty of other sauces, right. styles of sauces out there that are more than just heat as well. But sriracha is just, it, and it fascinates me that it's so popular on a, literally an international mm-hmm. scale. Like, it just, it, from like a sociological standpoint, mm-hmm. I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. It, it transcends gender and race and age and every, it's just, it's, it's so cool to me as a kind of like a culinary phenomenon and mm. I just wanted to kind of make my version of it. Mm. Cool. Cool. Do you recall when the first uh, iteration of this was? Um, probably about six or seven years ago. Yeah. And it was uh, much more complicated. It was, sure. it, it was yeah. much more complicated of a recipe, much yeah. more complicated of a process. <laughs> and this was never, ever meant to be a business. Mm. Um, it was literally me making at home uh, in mason jars and in, in my refrigerator and my house is kind of the one that that everyone comes to for like barbecues and big cookouts and mm-hmm. and stuff like that I love cooking and having worked in a bunch of restaurants in the past I have and I'm sure chefs listening will, will understand I have problems cooking in small quantities mm. um, like when I'm at home like even when I, we like cook dinner that's still a problem to this it's, day it's so. at least eight meals worth of food. So so I love having people over and cooking for everyone. And I, like I said, I just want to make kind of my version of sriracha. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone tried it and loved it and kept trying to tell me to sell it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was, at the time when I I first started making it, I was still in school um, and I was kind of wrapping up school and and just starting my career. And I didn't really give it much thought. I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going into IT and I'm not really sure I want to, make hot sauce or um and obviously with time studying and stuff like that but eventually enough friends and family convinced me to so i made 10 bottles right and then i sold them and then i made 20 bottles mm. and i sold them and literally for about four or five years that just continued and kept continuing and escalating and dominoing and you know my kitchen at home i built a assembly line for lack of a better term and my whole process mm. developed over time where and I used to use exclusively the Vitamix, right? So everything would mm. go in the Vitamix, mm-hmm. and it would be, you know, 60 ounces at a time. And mm. I would sort of combine everything and then, and then bottle it. And then I had to do that 10 times, and that was not efficient. So sure. I got a big old stock pot, and I mm. would grate all my jalapenos, dry mix mm. everything, and then I got a big stick blender. And I would oh, yeah. blend the whole thing at yeah, once, yeah. cook the whole thing at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it kind of got to the point where I would make uh, 20, 30 gallons, and I would fill a uh, igloo cooler with it when it was wow. done to, to cool, to cool mm. overnight. And then the next day, I would hoist that cooler up onto the countertop. And if anyone's ever played with like a big, you know, big orange igloo cooler, it has a little spout. That's how I would fill my bottles. Oh wow! What, like, one like literally one by one. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, on the on the left of the cooler, I would have empty yeah. empty bottles well, well. and the stickers. So I put all the stickers on the bottles, and then I would well, well. drag a bottle over, fill it, and I had a little yeah. capping station on the right side, a little induction mm. heat sealer, and uh, that was the uh, that was the the start of Sriracha Granada. <laughs> yeah. Wow! Well, wow! Cool. About two and a half years ago now. Um, almost three actually is when I started working with my private labeler mm-hmm. and they're right across the river in Illinois and they, they've been great to work with they uh, it was kind of funny at first so the first step is you sign a non-disclosure and mm-hmm. I give them my recipe mm-hmm. and um, one of the things they commented on they commented on two things the first was that I had no preservatives in it which mm-hmm. they were unsure about they were, at yeah, first they were a little yeah. unsure of it mm-hmm. and I promised them that the salt and the vinegar and the just overall pH it would all keep it safe they gotcha. said that's that's fine. We'll, we'll make it. We'll test it. They have a they have a full food science division. Wow. And uh, 
What's the name of this company, by the way? Are you not, not um, I kind of like to put, keep that one a little, That's little, fine. little close to that. <laughs> no worries. But, uh, um, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they, uh, they tested it, and they came back, and they were like, you're right. Totally right. It passes all of our, you know, um, shelf-stable, open, refrigeration, non-refrigeration uh, tests, etc. So, like, we'll push on. The second comment that they made was, my recipe was, as they put it, a real recipe. And I wasn't sure what they meant by that. <laughs> hmm. so I, 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 I emailed them my, my recipe after signing the non-disclosure. And I get a call 10 minutes later. You know, hey, hey man, this is like a, uh, this is a real recipe. I'm like, well, you know, what do, what do you mean? Of course it's a recipe. He goes, all of your ingredients are measured down to the gram. Oh. Mm. I was like, well, that's just, part of it's kind of just my personality. Part of it is like, this was a business. Like, I was yeah. keeping track of costs. And what were they expecting? Just like, yeah, a couple peppers and, you know. Like a, yeah, a scrap of paper with yeah. grandma's sauce <laughs> yeah, recipe yeah, yeah. on Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. a lot of what they do are barbecue sauces. So, oh. uh, I believe I'm their only hot sauce. So, they have a beverage division that does, like, bag-and-box soda, juice concentrates, stuff like that. And then the sauce division, they do barbecue sauces, uh, Bloody Mary mixes, and my sauce. So... They were telling me that they very often and legitimately get recipes with a pinch of salt or a bit of sugar. Uh-huh. And like they, he said, they, they've had uh, times where a recipe is literally sent to them on a napkin. It's like, you know, like their great grandmother's barbecue sauce. That was the best barbecue in the world. And, and they happen to have some sort of retail outlet where yeah. they, they can produce it and sell it. Yeah. And they take advantage of it. And I think yeah. that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it was really funny that I got the call and they were like, this is, this is a real recipe. I'm like, yep, I think I they were so. a little relieved. <laughs> For sure. Mm. Maybe we need to come up with a waffles wiener sauce or something. There you, there you go. go. You could put his picture right on the label. Yeah. That would be adorable. <laughs> it's so funny to see like some of the private label products just like mine. Um, but some of them that are to like a, I guess a smaller extent. So you'll literally get like grandma's face on the label and like <laughs> stuff like that. And, they're they're yeah. really cute, actually. Yeah, they're, 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 they're cool. Yeah. So what are some of the major hurdles you've had to you know pass to really make it successful? I mean, why? If other people probably try to do, do this and they didn't make it. What really made you? Uh, was it just sheer persistence? Um, I think over everything, yes, absolutely. <laughs> sheer, there have been a lot of hurdles. Sheer persistence. So I mentioned that this the the sampling process mm. from sort of the the initial sending my recipe to the middle of September when I had it produced was it was about two two and a half years process and that that is a long time mm. and during that that period I was no longer making it I just honestly was too busy I mm. could not keep up with it. Um, mm. So on the business side, there was plenty to do. I built my website. I, again, started having conversations with people, mm. did branding, did my trademarking, did the graphic design for the, the labels. And, oh, you did that yourself. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Like we it. are yeah. a one-stop shop. One-stop shop. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but yeah, so, uh, so during that time, we ran into crazy hurdles. So mm. we developed a recipe. We went back and forth probably 10 times. So... When I say what I mean is they, so again, I signed this non-disclosure. They make a, they made a sample that was gram for gram, exactly what my recipe was, and they sent it to me. They sent it to me in a bottle. I, I look at it, try it, whatever. It was, the very first one was the perfect color. Mm. Color was perfect. Salt was perfect. Um, overall kind of consistency was pretty good. It was disgustingly garlicky. Like, I mean, like, like. Inedible the, garlicky. Like, like, to, like, to the point you couldn't eat it. So I called them, and I was like, did you guys, like. It, uh, described it to him and I was like you ha- there had to be a mistake and he was explaining to me that, that I guess industrial garlic powder is four to five times the strength of even mm. like the gallon size you can buy at like Restaurant Depot mm. so 
I was like, all right, well, let's do like 10% of the car, like, <laughs> just to start off. So, so again, you go back and forth. There were a, two or three times where we had sampled enough that we got to the point where I was ready to sign off on the recipe. What, what I was getting was close to what I was making before. Friends and family tried it, and they were like, this is great. I was happy with where it was. And then apparently 2015 was a really poor year for jalapeno production. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? That means that the um, food um, producers that supply my manufacturer with drums of, of jalapeno puree couldn't sustain supply. Hmm. So we had to change the supplier of the jalapeno puree. Resource the peppers. Resource like, Back to square yeah. one again. So, <laughs> it, yeah, you, you, you go back sort of in terms of the sampling process. It's not, you don't totally start over, but the different purees will have a little bit of different salinity, different mm. vinegar levels, sometimes mm. mostly the same consistency, but a little different. Mm. So it's not like totally starting from scratch, but you have to adjust resample. again. Yeah. You've yeah. got to adjust yeah. again. Yeah. And we did that three times. Wow, wow. And it would take, I would say average two to three weeks per sample. Mm. So, you know, if I sent, if I got a sample and said, Hey, this is too salty or whatever. Mm. Um, they'd say, all right, we'll get you another sample. And it would take three weeks to get that. And again, so we, uh, I think the after all is said and done, the final, final one, I think was sample 21 or 22. Mm. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, that, that took a, uh, that took a long time. <clears throat> Other hurdles. Um, the original bottle was a two sided bottle. So it wasn't a wraparound label mm. and it was smaller. It was a 12 ounce bottle. Mm. And the, um, the packaging supplier, um, from whom I buy all my, my supplies works with my manufacturer. So they were well aware of their capabilities. Everyone kind of knew each other. And the bottle I had chosen, my manufacturer was 85% sure it would run through their line. Mm. Awesome. We get a recipe. We're ready to go. They do what's called a water test. So they take a couple dozen bottles and just send it through mm. the line, just filling it with water, just to make sure it works. Mm-hmm. Guess what wouldn't run through their line? Doesn't work. So, <laughs> the bottles. Doesn't work. Yeah. So I have to find new bottles, pick new bottles. Yeah. I have to redo my pricing structure because now instead of 12 mm. ounce, now they're 17 and a half ounce. Mm. Um, graphic design completely started from scratch because I had um, two sided labels, so sticker on one side, sticker on the yeah, other side. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a, a wrapper on Redo that. New yeah. caps, new heat <laughs> seals. From from a packaging standpoint, everything I had was brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, even the cardboard cases, the cases that they come in, were mm-hmm. brand new because the bottles are different size. Mm-hmm. So we do that. We find the right bottle. The <laughs> bottle that I found, um, the original minimum order quantity. I think it was like ten or fifteen thousand bottles, which was mm. more than I needed, but not a whole lot more. It, it was enough that I could stomach the the additional investment mm. and have some excess. No big deal. We're about two weeks out of production. Uh, we're or from, from production. We're ready to order the bottles. Have them shipped there. Minimum order quantity for whatever reason changes to seventy five thousand bottles. <laughs> this is way more than I yeah. need. way way what? way more than I need. So mm. not only can I not afford it, just from a capital standpoint. Yeah. That was just a massive excess that I didn't need, nor could mm-hmm. I store any of it, nor could my manufacturer store it, so we had to resource the bottles. So we ended up mm-hmm. finding basically the exact same bottle, but just in a smaller quantity, which was perfect, um, and we, uh, we went to production. And it finally happened. And it finally sure happened. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we got to go to the factory in September mm-hmm. and like watch it all like happen, and it was, it was so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, I was at a loss for words. It was like seeing... Like, I guess, like a child. <laughs> 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 I mean, it's yeah. real then. It's it was, it was so, I mean, to literally yeah. see, like, thousands of my, <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah, babies, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. come off this production line and, like, get the label. And, and they let us, like, in the back and everything. We have the aprons on and the hairnets. And, 
you just see the little uh, the little finger things come down and fill the bottles like <laughs> a dozen at a time. It was pretty surreal. And like the oh. capping machine and the label machine and then it was crazy. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just so cool because I, I had been doing it for so long yeah. and then kind of the form that I was now like witnessing I'd been doing for, you know, two, two and a half years and it was just, it was so cool to see the like culmination of all yeah. that. And like now in retrospect, as cool as it was and as like awesome it literally was just like the beginning. Sure. Like yeah, I, like yeah, I yeah. thought it was like I, it felt like the the finish line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. but it was yeah. not even remotely the finish line. <laughs> awesome. So is this what you guys do full time? No. So no. we we both have day jobs. Wow. This yeah. is yeah. our sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So this keeps us very busy on <laughs> yeah. the weekends. Yeah. I am I'm an attorney. I oh, work wow. at a mid-sized firm in Ladue, and we do a lot of like kind of small business law, which has been cool. really helpful that I have kind of been able to step in and help Nate a little bit mm-hmm. with uh, with the business in that respect. Yeah. And I, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I work in IT. I am the lead network engineer on the advanced technology core team at Worldwide Technology in Maryland mm-hmm. Heights. I don't cool. understand anything sure. of what he does at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I'm... I'm an IT geek. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Same here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, and I, uh, so I've been with Worldwide about a little over two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Wash U as a network engineer before <clears> for <throat> about four years. And uh, yeah, so this is an awesome, like, escape from that. Yeah. yeah. And were you, were you dating at the beginning of this or before this? Or did you one day say, boy, the hot sauce guy is kind of cute? It's actually, <laughs> it's, that's actually really funny that you mentioned that. So Nate and I met kind of right as he was beginning this process of working with his manufacturer. So I was not around for the cooler on the kitchen counter days, but I was around for all of the seemingly endless sampling and the testing and the bottle issues and the pepper issues. But uh, it is funny, he, uh, when we first met, he was a sriracha guy in my phone for about three weeks when we first started talking. I, I didn't have a name yet. And then uh, once he earned his name in my phone, he got to be named. But no, he was nice. sriracha guy wow, at first. Wow, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, when uh, Christine and I first met, I was doing... Um, a website called, website called allgoogly.com. All googly. Where okay. every every day it was a new picture of something with googly eyes, and you just be like a story and narrative. And people were actually getting submissions from across the globe. That's awesome. And actually, that's how I met her. Is I used to meet pretty girls by saying, "Hey, can I put googly eyes on your shirt or on you or on your And they never refused. That's and who doesn't so, like googly yeah, yeah, eyes? Yeah. You know? Yeah, she still has a shirt with a googly eye. And every once in a while, like someone from the past will meet her and say, "Hey, googly guy." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, yeah my friends knew him as the sriracha guy uh-huh. for a while. So. That's funny. <laughs> so, what do you guys want to be when you were kids? That's a great question. Hot sauce makers? <laughs> <laughs> I went through a couple of iterations. I wanted to be a professional soccer player mm-hmm. because I spent two seasons on the Edwardsville YMCA Ooh. soccer team <laughs> in middle school. Ooh. So, uh, my lack of athletic ability quickly crushed that dream. And then in college, I actually started out as an animal sciences major, and I was going to be a veterinarian. So somehow I ended up being a lawyer instead. I'm not really sure how that <laughs> happened, but uh, you know, I, I decided I wanted to play with animals instead of take care of sick ones all the time. Yeah. But never did I think that I would be a assistant sriracha mogul yeah. <laughs> at any point in my childhood. <laughs> I, uh, I... Maybe I kind of stray from the pack. So when I was young, I played soccer a lot. Um, but I never really wanted to be a professional soccer player. I knew things that I really enjoyed 
and had passions for, like at the time was soccer, <clears throat> and and honestly was food and cooking. Like my mom taught me to cook, and um, in it growing up, so I'm an only child too. My my mom eats. Mm. Um, like fish and turkey and chicken, but doesn't eat red meat. Hmm. And my dad's kind of the opposite. So he hmm. eats like like beef and pork and stuff like that, but isn't really the biggest seafood guy. Hmm. So at the dinner table, I would get the best of both worlds. Hmm. So it really cool. helped me kind of establish a uh, accepting palate, as I hmm. like to say. Cool. Um, but I never really wanted to be a professional chef necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really enjoyed food and cooking and like I truly loved it. Hmm. Um, and then as I got a little older, kind of middle school, high school, um, I became very entrepreneurial, so hmm. I think in a very, very general term, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. In what market, in what sense, sure. doing what mm-hmm. I had, I absolutely no idea. But you wanted to be the boss, though. Yeah, and uh, when I was young, too, I, I've always been in a computer, so mm-hmm. I like to tell people, I took my first one apart when I was six years old, <laughs> and I put my first one back together when I was eight years old. So for, <laughs> so for two years, we had a broken computer. Uh, but, uh, so, and I, I think after high school, I had made the decision that I wanted to go to culinary school and, mm-hmm. and pursue culinary arts professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided subsequently not to do that. Um, and I, I worked in some kitchens and restaurants around town, um, you know, like really in my early 20s, before I decided to professionally pursue IT. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I said, I've always been into computers. I've always been, I guess, technologically savvy, et cetera. Um, so then I went to <clears throat> Forest Park in the Cisco Networking Academy and just kind of took off from there so mm-hmm. I don't know maybe I was like the weird kid that didn't have like the dream job but I knew what I liked <laughs> to do and I just yeah. kind of did the things I like to do and I guess hope that it led to something and it's worked out so far yeah I guess. It, it's worked out great I, I love my job and I obviously love the hot sauce and it kind of combines like two of my biggest passions which is entrepreneurism and food eating food, <laughs> yeah. Eating yeah. food. Yeah. we sort of have this saying because you know we eat stuff that's not our full-time job we do both day things yeah. so what's the analogy oh basically that let's say a man is married he's a wife uh, but he also has a girl on the side as a mistress and he's not very happy with, with his wife but he keeps this nice and stable he's very happy you know basically he's happy not like crazy happy with his mistress he's crazy happy he enjoys the time with her more so one day he says aha uh-huh, i will divorce my wife and marry my mistress so he does that, then he finds out he's not happy with her. Um, <laughs> she's more fun as the mistress. Ah. So he finds himself in their mistress and after that. So, um, but the idea is that basically that it's, it's good to have someone on the side that doesn't have to be serious and doesn't have to support you, and that way you can really have fun with it. Yeah. At any point, you say, you say, you know, what, you know, I'm done, and just walk away if you want to. You have freedom in that regard. <laughs> and um, also, I guess in your case, you can't really stop. You're, you're in this. You can't I'm just stop. I'm in it now. Yeah, yeah it's I guess in like I, stores and stuff. It is nice to, you know, come home at the end of the day, though, and be like, you know what, we have health insurance and, yeah. you know, exactly. a yeah. salary coming yeah. in yeah. every yeah. month. Yeah, feel so. that's why we're not quitting and we sit full time, but then we have to make money off of it. It means we have to really hound people for, like, advertising dollars or something yeah. like that. We'd have to, uh, we wouldn't have health insurance, we'd have reliability of income. Um, we probably actually work way. You would work way more oh, than yeah. you yeah. do it would, now, it would be crazy, yeah. So it's just. And it would cease being fun very quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I think that's like one of, not necessarily with this project, um, but with like just cooking professionally in the past, one of the reasons I decided not to pursue it was I was really afraid for, you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. I I was afraid that if I pursued it professionally, I would lose that passion for it. It becomes a job. Yeah, it would become a job. And, um, Part of me thinks I was right. Part of me thinks I was wrong. To only and only in the sense that, like a lot of my chef friends, I can see they still have that passion mm-hmm. sure. and they love their jobs and they love doing it. 
Um, so, you know, obviously I support them and I love it, but, you know, I, I'm happy with my choices and I love doing the sriracha. As you said, like all, like on the side and it, it's funny cause it was a hobby. Mm, it was yeah. never meant to be a business. Mm. Yeah. And then it kind of became a side gig where I'm literally making it at home, selling to friends and family, you know, making a hundred bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's very, very quickly becoming like. A major side gig so sure, yeah. like my background obviously is in IT and over the past few months I've had to like learn like distribution logistics and <laughs> all this yeah. kind of stuff in the the food industry outside sure. of like a direct restaurant that mm-hmm. I never knew never before even knew yeah. Yeah. Never, never thought I would have to know about and it's been such a fun but a, a very much a learning experience and it's it's been crazy so cool. yeah hmm. So I have a question for you now, I guess, about St. Louis, places around town. Uh, can you guys tell us about some dishes or meals or drinks or beers or whatever that you think people ought to know about? Ooh. I think I, I think I have one, maybe, but maybe a lot of people, I don't know, maybe a lot of people do know about it. So obviously, as an attorney, my job can be very intense during the day. I have mm-hmm. a lot of people needing things for me and you know I'm I love to serve and when I need a little when I need a little break and a little time to myself for lunch my favorite place to go is U City Grill behind Cicero's um I don't know if you guys ever been there no it is Uh -uh. amazing Korean food oh it is probably about the size of this little room it's like a Tin seat counter. Okay. The owner is the only guy that works there. Mm-hmm. He is a man of very few words <laughs> and very delicious food. Mm-hmm. You walk in, you sit at the counter, he kind of grunts at you and then you <laughs> order and then he tosses your food down in front of you. Oh. No one speaks to you the rest of the time that you're eating your Thank delicious you know. Korean food. Mm-hmm. And then you cash only, give him a $10 bill and you're on your way. That is like the most refreshing, mm-hmm. rejuvenating lunch for me to just sit and quiet and eat my Korean food. <laughs> so that is Not that is my recommendation. So is it on Delmar? It is, it, kind of. It, it's on it's, it's uh, on Kingsland technically. It's okay. like it faces the parking lot behind the Okay, wow. So, oh. Yeah, right. huh. itty bitty little spot. Great food, hmm. cheap. I mean, the same hmm. guy has owned it for. I think since honestly like, since the eighties. Since the eighties. If you look at it from like the parking lot, it looks like a just like a diner diner, like an eggs and burger yeah. diner. Mm. But it's not. It is traditional uh, green. Great food. Korean food. So oh. that's that's my little hidden gem that uh, hmm. I don't want to tell too many people about because there's only so many seats at the counter, <laughs> and if sure. I go in there for lunch and there's not a seat, I'm gonna be upset. Mm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll share your, it with a few what's people. What's your go-to though. meal? I get the bibimbap beef mm. and a side of kimchi mm. every time mm. i've never tried anything else there and i've probably been there a hundred times oh, wow. and i get the same cool. thing every time <laughs> nice. okay what else any, nate any answers so i got a couple yes yeah. so drink wise yes i am a huge fan of second ship room Mm. Um, I think they make some of the absolute best beer in St. Louis. Mm. Um, We're big beer people, which is why we had to bring a beer cocktail. Big beer people. (laughs) And I I think they have some of the best beer in St. Louis. I think their their new brewery space is, I don't know if you guys have been there, but it's so open. There is El Gato Grande, the cat. He just (laughs) kind of runs around. He sits on your lap. He hangs out while you have a beer. Well, that's definitely going to go then. There's just, it's... In my opinion, it is what sort of a beer hall is meant to be. So they have like a shelf mm. with like a bunch of games and big mm. tables. You can just hang out with your friends, play sure. games. 
There's not an ounce of like elitism there at all. It's so welcoming. It's so like family friendly. People bring their kids in. I mean, everyone can feel welcome there, and it's just the best environment. And they have a very very small kitchen that's probably about the size of this room too. Um, (laughs) We're into little bitty kitchens apparently, but uh, that is now being run by Gorilla Street Food. Right. So they oh, have they have sort of yeah. yeah. So they have kind of a shorter kind of truncated menu. Mm-hmm. Um, more, I guess some of the more popular dishes from the other brick and mortar yeah. place. Uh, but the food is excellent, and it is it's just it's awesome. It's a great uh, place to get lost for a few hours, play some Battleship, hang yeah. out, pet yeah. a cat, drink some great beer. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. more could you want? We used to bring waffles to Urban Chestnut before the, there you the go. band. Like that was great. Yeah, we bring yeah. the band over food and all over waffles. We I mean, other what? <laughs> yeah. And then I've got the uh, the buffalo balls. From snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this is a uh, yeah. this would be a uh, chef Chris Ladley uh-huh. creation. Oh, yeah. um, one, they are just absolutely delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, you know, little little bias. <laughs> they use sriracha granada in the actual like meatballs. Oh, nice. Did so, that yeah, yeah. So they're they're like chicken and pork meatballs, yeah, yeah. and they're kind of covered in a uh, like traditional like buffalo sauce, mm-hmm. and they sit on top of these like ridiculously delicious cheesy grits. Yes. Yeah, their grits uh, are awesome. Yeah. So, some of which we actually warmed we up this morning for breakfast. We actually had gr- lucky cool. grits this morning for breakfast. Uh, Maybe not the healthiest way to start the day, yeah, but it was delicious. But uh, it's su- it's super super good. And then uh, I was gonna throw out one of my favorite dishes at Miley, who yes. has been one of my uh, one of our oldest customers, mm-hmm. uh, and just such a great supporter. So, such a great too. supporter. Yeah. I, you know, obviously everyone in St. Louis knows and loves Quee yeah. and the whole Miley family, and we're super excited for for Nudo to open too. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite dish is, and I'm sure Quee, if you're listening, I pronounce this wrong. <laughs> Butcher the name of it. Is Bun Nuak Lao. It is number twenty one. So if anyone is out there, it's <laughs> number twenty one. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a vermicelli noodle soup with mm. an anchovy base, mm. and it has um, calamari, mm. pork slices, mm. shrimp, and crab, and this like kind of grilled pineapple. It wow. is. Wow. It's very intense. It's a little funky, but yeah. if you're into that kind of thing, <laughs> and uh, and and I I love it. I uh, I. I their, their menu is fantastic, and I always try to branch out, and sometimes I go, and I really do branch out. Oftentimes, I find myself ordering the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time we went, I, I made it a point. I was like, I am not going to get plain <laughs> fuck. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's delicious, and I love it, but I'm going to get something else. Yeah, yeah. And I saw this, and I was like, I really enjoy funky food. Funky, yes. fishy food. Yeah. Funky, fishy <laughs> food, and I was like, I'm going to try it. And it was every ounce funky fishy food <laughs> and, and he was, loved it and i loved it it was huh. it was delicious i i uh, destroyed that bowl of soup. i think every next product funky fishy yeah stuff. funky fishy <laughs> stuff yeah. he is definitely the funky fish eater in the house <laughs> not me but so. i ever have uh the little egg south uh ofe sandwiches from oleo they have like you get mm. anchovy on it oh and they're really good like yes. really good yep yeah. i would expect to be i, I really like oleo Oleo makes some yeah. great food Cool. This guy will just uh, eat anchovies straight out of the, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> the I, uh, container. So. It's really funny. Kaylin, Kaylin gives me shit all the time because, <laughs> in, in a not like pretentious way at all, but like I feel like I have a, a pretty decent palate and I love going mm. out to eat and and you know the the fancy nice restaurants in St. Louis, and I also love. Trash food. Trash food. Oh, yeah. Hot I, dogs. Oh, yeah. Straight I, out of the fridge. I, I love. This is this is maybe strange, but I, and if you haven't tried it out there in podcast land, try this. <laughs> Next time you're grilling, have a little appetizer of pizza rolls off the grill. 
They are unbelievable. Unbelievable. Unbelievably good. Just, just put them on the grill for frozen. Oh uh, yeah, just, you can frozen. kind of leave them on the counter for oh, a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah, to yeah. let them defrost. But a just yeah, instead bit. of microwaving your oven, just put them on the grill. They get a little charry, a little crispy. They're pretty spectacular. Holy shit, they're nice. good. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good <stuff. laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, as Caitlin said, I uh, I will just uh, I will eat anchovies mm. either with a fork or like <laughs> on a cracker <laughs> with chopsticks and uh, I mean. so so i i'm jewish and grew up in a jewish household we, we didn't keep kosher but we had you know mm. a lot of traditional jewish food and mm. um one of my favorite snacks that, that caitlin despises is i love gefilte fish oh, yeah. Yeah, that like is, that unironically is... genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. loves it i yeah. i love it i think it is delicious um, yeah. All the different kinds. The Truga filter fish, the all white fish, the white fish and pike. I don't care. Mm. If it is some sort of amalgamated mm. fishy plywood sphere, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, yeah. I am yeah. down to eat He's it. He's all about it. I am all about it. Do, and do you like sea urchin? Like yes, uni. uni. Love yeah, that's uni. probably one of your favorites. That, that I try, dishes. I cannot eat uni. I, when I try to bring it to my mouth, my mouth just closes. It's like, this is not food. No. Do you, do you like uni? Uh, I've never tried it. But okay. It yeah. looks a little suspect. I also. I've had a little uh, like a little dab of it on uh-huh. the end of a chopstick. I can't say that I was a fan, but he loves it I, and I is it blissfully yeah. happy when he eats it. So I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll put a little bit. I think uni, especially if you serve it, um, like true like nigiri, like on top of mm. a little bit of rice. Yeah. Um, you gotta add a little bit of citrus. So like just mm. if you ever order it, okay. Um, just ask for like a lime wedge and just kind of squeeze it. Yeah. It gives it a little bit of tartness and just like it brightens the flavor. I don't. It's delicious. I love it. <laughs> yeah, like uh, a lot of people they rail against malort. You ever heard of malort? Oh. And yeah. I actually I actually like malort. I'm buying oh. it, but if I had it, it's like, I think it's actually fine. So, <laughs> I tried malort. So my my best friend and his wife. Uh, live in Chicago. We went mm-hmm. to high school together here in mm-hmm. St. Louis. But, and, are they right next to the factory? They're they're not. <laughs> but um, you know, if if you guys have been to Chicago or have friends there, when when you go and if you've yet to try it, it's kind of a, a rite of passage to mm-hmm. be in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Is to is to try Malort. Oh, yeah. So I tried it years ago when I was up there, and at, it's actually now my favorite bar in Chicago. It's called Scofflaw. They have awesome cocktails, awesome food, mm. and I tried Malort and. Um, I think it's filthy. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's disgusting. And I, I I will have to find this picture for you guys. You got, you got a bit of Malort face? Not me. <laughs> the wonderful me. and beautiful oh, Caitlin. Oh, oh, oh. So a couple years ago, we... This was pretty shortly after we had started dating. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Takes me up to meet his best friend and his wife for the first time. Mm. We go to this Scofflaw, which is this yeah. fabulous craft cocktail bar mm. with these really nice, like thoughtful balanced drinks i get about i get about two sips into my wonderful cocktail and then i get a presented with a shot of malort and uh this was all apparently he has my malort face picture on his phone somewhere so so much for my palate for the rest of the night for enjoying these delicious thoughtfully made cocktails because all i tasted was rotten grapefruit Uh, for the for the next 24 hours yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it, it's a lingering flavor. The more you have of it, the more the better it starts tasting because you're drunk and you don't taste it so well. <laughs> that's well. that's but, the yeah. only uh, saving grace. No, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, um, I never did. I mean, I lived in the south side of Chicago briefly. Um, and I thought it was, I, of course, I was not a very refined person at the time. <laughs> um, but You developed an appreciation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For so, it. like, uh, we were actually uh, we were judges at the cocktail competition in Sunrise End this year. Like, 
second time in a row, and they actually they brought out some malort. She said, "Once people make a bitter malort paste, but I just." Right. You were just like, yay! Yeah, boom. Like, yeah. What's wrong? Do you, yeah. like, do you like Fernet, too? Yeah, I do. See, I can't... I, I think it's that, that dry bitterness mm. that uh, it's just kind of a profile mm. I can't do. One of my favorite cocktails, and the Thai uh, local... Uh, bar, uh, that's sort of like a... Uh, how do you describe Thai? Uh, Sologist? Bartender? Yeah, if he's more than two. He's also like a brand ambassador. Yes. He does a uh-huh. lot of stuff around the area. But he introduced me to the Ferrari, which is Fernet and Capari. Interesting. Oh. And I say I like Campari, but I don't. Know. I would. Tr- I would try out. Yeah, it's actually. I liked it a lot. It's actually really nice with the digestive. I think. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I have never had Malor or Fernet in like a cocktail True. kind of. Mm-hmm. I've just been True. presented with like this is nasty. Do a shot of it. And we'll <laughs> laugh at you. So I would be interested to see how it translates into an actual cocktail. Totally. I, yeah. I'm sure it's better. Yeah. So I hope I, uh, it's better. So I have found the photograph. Yes. Oh, and, and it's, it's an accurate representation pod, of a... podcast land. Well, I, I apologize that you cannot see this. <laughs> but this, <laughs> this is this is my beautiful girlfriend. You can show it later. Excellent. Yeah, we'll yeah. put it up on your Facebook page. This is, this is my, my beautiful girlfriend within <laughs> ten to fifteen seconds of mm. taking a lovely shot of Malort. Mm. Uh, again, a at, brace bracing. At, bracing. at my bracing. favorite bar in Chicago. And uh, yeah, that was an experience. She did not oh, enjoy face. it. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't never impressed. Again. Never again. Yeah, never I, again. I just grabbed my lords like cross between Fernet, Campari, Absinthe, and like, um, oh, a really peaty scotch. I think it's almost mm. kind of that, that like, yeah. it's, that's very, it's very, very complex. It's so many things at once. See, it's so interesting. And it travels as you drink it, it goes yes. all around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, see, I love dry, like Campari. Mm-hmm. And you I, love peaty and scotch, And I love peaty too. scotches. Like, mm-hmm. Isla scotches mm-hmm. are, are my favorite of all. Mm-hmm. Like, the smokier and peatier, the mm-hmm. better. Maybe it's just all that things There's are like There's something about one. the Malort combination it's just, that is going to It's just, it's it. overload. I, I don't know, but it's, a uh, yeah. Hmm. yeah, my, 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 uh, the flavor profile that I've given to Malort, I don't think is broadcast appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> um, I guess, so tell us, well, tell all of us, yes. Kate and Caitlin. Where can people find you in person and online? Or your product, rather. Or your websites, you know, whatever you want to tell us about. Yeah. So, um, some big retailers that we, we've got Sriracha Granada at. We're at Shop and Save. Mm-hmm. So, we're at all the area Shop and Saves, which I think is around 40. Mm-hmm. Um, including some across the river in Illinois. So, like, I know cool. the Edwardsville one has it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, back here, we're at both Lucky's Market. So, the mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. in Ellisville, Chesterfield, um, and the one in Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, we are at Wine and Cheese Place, we're at the Ballast and the Forsyth location, yeah. we're at Larder and Covered in Maplewood, we are at Edibles and Essentials on Southampton, right around the corner from here, um, Parker's Table, yeah, Parker's Table in, oh. in Richmond Heights, mm-hmm. oh. um, and honestly, I, I, the world, I apologize if I'm forgetting you, um, but we are all we do online sales, and that, that, I mentioned, forgot to mention that before. So we like to tell everyone if you're in town, please shop locally. Um, yeah. you know, go to go to your favorite stores, be it Shop and Save, Lucky's, whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have friends and family out of town, check out our website, mm-hmm. and we will ship bottles right to your door. Um, mm-hmm. So those are kind of our retailers. And if you want to actually come see us, yeah. have me make you a sample personally. Oh. We do, um, Nate mentioned before, both the Edwardsville and Tower Grove Farmers Markets. Mm-hmm. Cool. We do each of those once per month. Usually yep. the first and second weekend yeah. of the month is kind of our rough schedule. Um, 
But we always have our farmer's market schedule up on Facebook. Oh, and uh, Local Harvest. Sorry. Yes, Local I Harvest. Yeah. Sorry, Local speaking Harvest. Speaking of Tower Grove. Yeah, speaking of Tower <laughs> Grove. Local Harvest. Yeah, Local Harvest, is, they've, they've been great, too. And um, like I mentioned, we're at a bunch of restaurants around town. So yeah. um, in no particular order, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a whole bunch of them. <laughs> Um, we are so at, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Uh, we are at all the Sugar Fire locations. We're at the New High Point Drive-In. Uh, Miley, obviously, I mentioned before. Um, you can get it as a condiment or actually buy retail bottles of Joyous on the Hill. Oh. Um, let's see, Muddled Pig, um, Stellar Hog down here, Copper Pig down here as well. Um, downtown Caldies. Downtown Caldies. We stopped and had some awesome brunch this morning oh, and made yeah. a livery, so it was a two-in-one. God. I should have been more prepared. Uh, <laughs> so there's uh, there's some bottles uh, available at Vista Ramen. So they don't put out a lot of condiments, uh, but you know if you want a little extra something in, in your tasty ramen, you can always uh, ask for that. Mm-hmm. Um, where else, Caitlin? Where else are we? Um, Vernon's Barbecue yep. in the Loop, who are some of our really good friends, one of our first customers that has been with us from mm. the very beginning. Cool. So uh, we are at the new Companion Bakery and Restaurant, sort of out on shoots in Maryland Heights. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mentioned edibles earlier, so not only does Matt sell our bottles down there, but he uses it as a condiment, sometimes in like some of his specials, uh, do, 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 high point, we're at Southern, so you can use our, uh, our sauce as a condiment at Southern, um, a big one that I, I don't, I apologize for forgetting about is Za, the new pizza salad mm. concept oh, from yeah. Yeah. High, um, over on Skinker right next to, to Bobo Noodle House, so, um, that's from Chris Summers and Carrie McDowell from, from Pie. And one of the menu items is not a specialist, it's a regular menu item, is the Sweet Heat Pizza. Mm-hmm. And they, the Sweet Heat Pizza is, so if you guys haven't been to Zab, all of their pizzas are, um, I don't know, 12 by 6 inches, they're kind of rectangular, oblong. Or, or oblong, right? <laughs> and they use a thinner version of like their cornmeal crust, so it's mm-hmm. super good, mm-hmm. cooked really quickly, really high heat. So the Sweet Heat Pizza is mozzarella cheese, house-made sausage, like sausage slices, it's mm-hmm. really, really good. Um, sweet peppers, a little sriracha granada on top, and they finish mm. it with like a little smoked salt. Mm. Um, so that's like one of their regular menu items. Yeah. And and Carrie and, and Chris have been uh, awesome, awesome supporters of us, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, snacks, so I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gramophone down Tower yeah. Grove. So uh, my buddy Will is the head chef there and makes some ridiculous sandwiches that they're just like some of the best in town. Kooky, yeah. amazing sandwiches. Yeah, we have a mean visitor. We have nine. They've actually find out we, we apologize. Uh, to uh, Gramophone that we've not been by. We'll, we'll correct that soon. <laughs> uh, so Gramophone sandwich and great draft beer list. Yeah, they, so they, they It's have kind of a hidden one. gem for some like fun, cool, funky drafts that you can find there. Yeah, we're uh, we're at St. Louis Kalachi as well, so it'll be cool. at both locations. The that's one a great in, place for that too. It's yeah. awesome. The yeah. one in Creve Core and the one in Baldwin, and that's kind of the cool thing. It's, it's really interesting. Of all the restaurants that we're at, it's one of the greatest places to see the, the range of application for our sauce because you mm-hmm. obviously have like breakfast kolaches bacon egg and cheese stuff mm. like that but then they have like philly cheesesteak ones it's more of kind of a lunch style and, and using our sauce there kind of shows i guess the range mm-hmm. um one of our uh, newer customers is counterculture right down on watson mm. um yes. chris has been a huge supporter of us and all their meats and local produce are just phenomenal quality the dishes that they make are they're just so good and they're so pretty even for a place that's like i guess mainly kind of takeout. Mm-hmm. 
everything they make is just like so pretty. Oh, yeah. It takes so takeout to a whole yeah. new level. Yeah, right of... over, uh, blue, cla- blue crab rangoon. Oh yeah, my gosh. Those are super good. Um, breakfast wise, in, um, in Clayton, we've got half and half right there in Maryland. Awesome. Um, out in Ballin, we got the Wolf Cafe, Wolf Public House. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and if folks that live kind of out that direction have never been to the Wolf before, I had never heard of it, honestly, mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. we started to be delivering sriracha out there. It is the coolest little place yeah. it's this like it's so good it's so oh, yeah. good like all this art and like new yeah. music and beer yeah. it's a very cool spot so mm-hmm. and definitely give it a visit a couple of our i guess most recent customers demona oyster bar oh sweet um cool. so they're using it obviously you can just ask for it and use it as a condiment yeah. um but they are oysters, yeah. yeah they uh they had a special last week that was i got to try i was super super fortunate to try this it was three of like the largest scallops I had ever seen. Mm-hmm. So pan seared scallops, mm. um, sitting on top of this like pear and sriracha granada puree, mm. which was awesome. That's, yeah. And then it had like kind of like a sriracha granada and like sesame oil slaw next to it, which was super yeah. good. I think I saw a picture of that on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah. It and, was gorgeous. And they're uh, they're gonna be using the sriracha in a um, like an oyster mignonette as well because it's not Very super cool. hot, right? That sounds good. Yeah, and you know you don't want to overpower the oysters. Yeah. But it's got a little bit of heat and a little bit of vinegar already mm. kind of built in, and uh, mm. sort of finishing my list yeah. kimchi's. Oh, cool. So uh, both. I guess only one location at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. The the Creef Court, I'm sorry, the Chesterfield one. Um, mm-hmm. and that'll be at the uh, the downtown one when that opens as well. So it was cool. awesome. All their like spicy pork tacos and burritos and all that stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. Wow. Very neat. List. Yeah. 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 Thank you. List. So cool. all right, then my last question for you guys is: Do you have any um, asks, requests, recommendations for the folks listening? Anything at all? Doesn't have to be related to your. Green sauce. Oh, gosh. I want everyone out there to, in any way that you define and deem appropriate, support St. Louis. Be it the restaurants, be it a photographer when you need product shots or anything Mm. like that, Mm. be it IT stuff. Mm. Um, However you define that support, whatever market you exist in from a job or your, your passions or profession... Support St. Louis. I so I I'm born and raised here. I've always lived here. I love traveling outside of St. Louis and experiencing the the rest of the country and outside the country. I love this being my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the opportunities in St. Louis for really any small business um, is in particular food. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. but really any, um, they're unmatched. I don't. I would honestly put our from, you know, speaking the market that I'm in in in, in food. I would put the culinary scene in St. Louis up against any city in the world. Mm. And I really truly mean that. And it's not just because I have friends and family that, that work in the industry here, but mm. you know, we have amazing fast casual stuff that's not chained, that's local. Mm-hmm. We have a, a, a quantity of James Beard award winning chefs yeah. and restaurants and joyas with the Heritage Award. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people outside of St. Louis don't, realize the quality of city that we live in yeah. mm-hmm. so that would be kind of like i guess my ask is be it or going out to eat at, at local places any however you deem it appropriate or define it support st louis we, we live in an awesome city and yeah cool yeah I guess, and also we make really good hot sauce yeah angry hot sauce. <laughs> and mine would just be you know try something new next time whether it's go to a different restaurant that you don't go to all the time mm-hmm. Try the funky fishy soup that your weird boyfriend is going to order that you don't think you're going to like because you might like it. Just, you know, 
get out of your comfort zone a little bit, try something mm-hmm. new, and uh, I, I, you'll never regret it. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good answer. Thanks. Uh, well, thank you guys for coming yeah. over. Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Fun. This is awesome. awesome. I hope, hope you guys enjoyed the Good mutual job. audience. Yeah. Yes. High five. Good all around. <laughs> awesome. Hey, you guys. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate your support so much. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye.